Alright guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Food Podcast. It is Thursday, July 18th, 2019. On today's episode of the podcast, a conversation with Florida head coach Mike White. Uh, as always, uh, we did this one on the national podcast that I host, Marching to Madness, and uh, we had a chance to catch up with him and kind of talk about the, the Gators heading into the season. Uh, of course, as most of you know, the expectations are very high for this Florida team, uh, based on the returning players that they have, based on the freshman class they have coming in, and based on the addition of Virginia Tech grad transfer Kerry Blackshear. And uh, all those elements combined are going to give the Gators a chance to really uh, compete for an SEC championship and have a good chance to make it to the Final Four. Uh, you see a lot of these preseason polls, which uh, you all know how I feel about those, but uh, it makes sense when you see uh, the Gators in the top 10, around the top 10. In a lot of these polls, uh, because they are going to be one of the most talented teams in the country. And, uh, you know, Mike White went into that about maybe what's going to be the thing that, that helps them uh, get to that point. And as we always know with coaches, uh, they're not necessarily concerned about the noise and the preseason expectations on the outside. Uh, they're mainly concerned with just trying to build that chemistry with the newcomers to the mix that we mentioned um, and in kind of, you know, molding them around the returning players that they have. So we talked about that with him, uh, just about this roster, certainly uh, the talented freshman class from last year that are now sophomores uh, with Andrew Nimhar, Noah Locke, Keontae Johnson, the, the roles that those three played last year and how they're going to expand even further now going into this season. Uh, and, you know, just looking at Kerry Blackshear and what he's going to bring to the table. All those newcomers, uh, they've got such a versatile freshman group, uh, one of the best freshman classes in the country, and certainly they're all going to have a chance uh, to, to really, you know, make an impact. And they're going to have to, you know, some of them are going to have to play really key roles this season uh, for the Gators to, to be that team that can get to a Final Four. Uh, so we went into that with, with him as well and also touched on the non-conference schedule and the biggest lessons uh, he's learned throughout his coaching journey, which uh, I always find fascinating, just about what these guys uh, have learned along the way as they, they get into these head coaching jobs in the SEC. Uh, so really great stuff there from him as well. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Florida head coach Mike White. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast. We are excited to welcome in Florida head coach Mike White. And, Coach, uh, our first time talking to you this offseason, I know you guys are going through summer workouts, getting ready for the season. Um, is there anything in particular you want to stress with this group as you go throughout the summer? Uh, probably more than anything, uh, chemistry and, and, and sacrifice and, and the fact that uh, people on the outside anticipate big things from this team potentially and that that really doesn't mean anything. Um, we've got potentially a good team on paper, uh, good potential depth, uh, but we've got a lot of work ahead of us and you know, at the end of the day, uh, at, at some point, we're going to name five starters, and, and, and roles will be defined, and there'll be some guys that uh, don't play quite as much as, as they'd like to. You know, that, that's, that's college basketball, and how we handle that, I think, will be as big a factor as any in terms of what type of season that we'll have. Coach, uh, obviously huge news there across the college basketball uh, universe when Kerry Blackshear Jr. joined the Gators. What excites you most about his dynamics that uh, he'll add to your roster? Oh, his his talent, 
um, his character, his basketball character, his experience. He's just, uh, he's a proven guy that's uh, won at the highest level, produced at the highest level. Um, been very valuable, you know, to an NCAA tournament team, both offensively and defensively. He's very bright, um, high basketball IQ, and um, will be very uh, dependent upon him. Really, really excited to coach him. Coach, uh, Andrew and Noah, I know those two guys just, just really seemed to play well off of each other last year as freshmen, and then I, I know they're continuing to kind of build that chemistry you talked about. What, what's maybe the biggest things for them uh, as they take that next step now into being sophomores? Well, Andrew is uh, as eager as anyone on our team to step up as a leader, uh, as he did late last season, but to continue to grow in that role, uh, made his, his team. Those are I'm, I'm using his words. Um, he, he really wants to take the bull by the horns and uh, and, and lead at a whole other level. Uh, Noah has expressed some of the same sentiments. Um, Noah also I think is very focused on uh, expanding his game and getting um, better off of the bounce, uh, getting healthy. He's a guy that, that fought through an injury throughout most of last season. Both of those guys, I think, will grow as leaders. They're both high-character guys. Both possess a lot of toughness, and I sure enjoy coaching both of them. Hey, Coach, covering you guys like I did last year, uh, Keontae Johnson, I really enjoyed watching him, uh, you know, grow and expand his game. He had 32 or more minutes in five of his last six games. So talk about, you know, how pleased you've been with his progression and what maybe uh, the next steps are to making him an even more well-rounded player. Yeah, no, great point. Late in the season, he was a guy, you know, you like to say this about guys, or, or when you find yourself saying this about guys, obviously it, it, it bodes well for them and, and their opportunities and, and what you think about them, but he was hard for me to take out of the game. Uh, and I told him that. And, and you tell some of the people – that he's competing with, you know, in the locker room. Hell, hell, Keontae's been hard to take out of the game because he's doing a lot right. He's not taking plays off. He, he just matured throughout the year. His motor improved. Uh, played with a lot of confidence down the stretch. He's really worked this offseason. He's been in the gym bunch by himself. He's shooting the ball at a higher clip than he's ever shot, it, at least while I've coached him. Um, it, it, it's going in a lot, you know, in, in drills. He's, he's, he's shooting it with confidence. Uh, continues to um, – to improve his body, you know, he's a high-level athlete. Uh, who's, I, I would say maybe his, his potential biggest area of growth would be to continue to develop that motor and in uh, his wind. You know, he's a he's a guy that uh, got in better shape just by learning how to play harder for longer stretches last year, and hopefully uh, that wind can continue to improve. Because again, the motor's going. Uh, he's a he's a handful. Coach, uh, you've talked about the excitement for this freshman group you're going to add to the mix. Certainly a lot of guys you feel like are going to be able to contribute right away. Um, how have you just kind of seen them fit into the mix? And maybe what are maybe the biggest characteristics? We know they're talented, but what are the characteristics that have stood out to you thus far just about this group in general? Well, we, we've had one day where the whole team was on the floor, and that was yesterday. And it was yeah. an individual is now. Um, I think most outsiders that um, – that, that have come through, I, you know, I shouldn't say outsiders, uh, people that, that aren't as familiar with the, with this team's personnel, support staff, people, managers uh, that are seeing this group for the first time. 
um, collectively, a lot of the comments are, boy, this is, this is really refreshing. Boy, there's a buzz in the gym. Uh, coach, it seems like these guys really get along, like each other. There's a lot of positivity, camaraderie so far, uh, hard work, healthy competition. But it's still so early. And, uh, you know, I've been a part of those situations where you're not saying the same things a month later. Um, and, and conversely, I've been a part of situations where it, you, you've got you've got average chemistry early and, and it turns into great chemistry. So it's something that uh, we'll pay as, as much attention to as anything um, in terms of how this group grows, uh, you know, not not offensively, defensively. Those are those are obvious. Here. We've got to get better in those areas. But but how we grow as a group in terms of uh, sacrificing everyone pulling in the same direction wanting the Gators to win more than uh, individual aspirations. Coach, I know post-depth is going to be important for you. Talk about the return or um, of, of Gorjok Gok, number one, and then Dante Bassett. How important now is their development, you know, into role, being role players? Yeah, you know, no one wants to be called a role player, but but all of mm-hmm. these guys are, have roles, and they've got to be great in their role, of course. Um Gortak's going to get healthy. He's a little bit banged up again. Uh, he got back to 100%, and he's been a little bit sore. We're going to hold him out here uh, as a precautionary measure. You know, we want to make sure he's 100% September, October, November. Uh, so we're doing everything we can along those lines. Uh, talented guy, though, who's uh, who's proven he can do it uh, in the NCAA tournament as a freshman. And, and Dante Bassett made a big jump last year. Um, he's got some leadership characteristics to him. He's got some toughness. Uh, provides a lot of physicality, likes contact as much as anyone that we've got, uh, and, and we, we really like that about him. He's a he's an unselfish guy. He's a he's a warrior, um, and so um, hopefully he continues to grow like a couple of these other guys uh, from a leadership standpoint as well. Hey, coach, you guys have played one of the toughest uh, non-conference schedules in the country. Uh, you know, you're in, you're out. How have you seen that pay off for you? Yeah, teams. Uh, teams that we'll play this year, we'll have we'll have Florida State, we'll have Providence, uh, mm. Butler, uh, UConn. Uh, we'll play in the Charleston Classic. Uh, we'll open with St. Joseph's. Uh, some other really good teams in that event. Uh, Miami, Xavier, just to name a couple. Buffalo. Um, I want to say the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I think we're hosting, if I'm not mistaken. I'm probably leaving out another high major team. Um, yeah, the schedule, uh, I use the word brutal every year. Yeah. Not creative enough to come up with another word, but that's what it's going to be again. Um, how does that help us? I, I think two ways it helps you with development, and it helps you with, with opportunity, you know, for the computers to like you. It helps you with your numbers. Um, and then circling back with, with just getting better, just being exposed. Um, night in and night out, playing against the, the best of the best. Um, you know, we, we were a team last year with more losses than uh, obviously any of us would have liked to have had. But late in the year, because of all those battles and because our guys just kept plugging and, and developing throughout the year, um, learning from those times that uh, we were exposed in certain areas. Uh, late in the year, shoot, we were, we were competitive and had a chance to win every night against high-level competition. And I'm not sure – uh, that that happens. I'm not sure we, we get into this tournament and, and and have success in that first round if our schedule wasn't what it was. 
Coach, and finally, well, something we always enjoy having talking to coaches, and the first time we've had you on, we have a lot of just younger assistant coaches, coaches at different levels of basketball. They listen to our podcast. They always enjoy just kind of learning about maybe the biggest lessons you've learned uh, throughout your journey. Now you're at Florida. You've certainly had stops elsewhere. What are some of the biggest takeaways you've learned throughout your coaching career? Wow. I wasn't prepared for this one. Uh, <laughs> and it's a great question. Um, so many lessons, my goodness. Uh, you know, every day I learn something new. Uh, more than one thing, most of the time, uh, if I'm being honest, you know, and, and, and weekly and monthly and yearly, you just learn so much from the people that you work with. I'll be the first one to tell you, I've had great, great staff. You know, people, I've been a head coach eight years, and we've had some success. Um, wish we had more, of course, and hopefully we can have more moving forward. But people ask all the time, you know, if you were to speak at a clinic, you know, what, 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 what's your expertise? What are you great at? And I've, my first answer has always been, well, I've had really good players, and I've had really good staffs. And that's the God's honest truth. And that's why we've had success probably – um, with regard to staff, probably the, the, the biggest factor has been I've always had three assistant coaches, an operations director, and any support staff um, that complemented those guys that all pulled in the same direction and had no egos and got along and could be transparent with one another, um, had an honest, open relationship, uh, could critique one another. Uh, and, I, and I tell my staff all the time, year in, year out, I don't want yes men. I would rather you be a no man. I would rather you challenge on everything that I say. Coach, why are we doing this? Have we thought about doing this? If we did it like this, would it be better? Um, and so I, I think those are important lessons for, you know, for all of us to, to continue to be that way. Um, that, that's, we think that, that's been helpful uh, to us. Um, what else have I learned? My goodness. I, I've learned a ton from so many different people, from so many different coaches, support staff people, um, you know, from, from assistant athletic directors, athletic directors, our, our trainer, our strength coach, our executive assistant, they're all really, really good in their roles at what they do. And I, you know, we all, we pick their brains and we ask them questions. And, um, I, I learn from our players all the time. Uh, what do you like? What do you not like? Uh, in postseason meetings, when we, when we tried to press this button, do you think it worked? What could we have done better? Um, our players have been tremendous from, from Louisiana Tech all the way, you know, throughout our four years here in Florida, weekly, monthly, you'll, you'll learn stuff uh, from your guys. Uh, I learned from Speedy Smith, from Raheem Appleby, uh, learned different things from, from Casey Hill, uh, from Devin Robinson. Uh, I, you know, the list goes on and on. Coach, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this. We, we appreciate the insight and uh, look forward to catching up with you again here down the road. Thanks so much, guys. All right, that was conversation with Florida head coach Mike White. Um, you know, you heard it. The, the, they've always taken kind of a disciplined approach, and they're they're focused on, uh, you know, getting better. And we know that with all these programs, yes, it's easy for us as media people and fans uh, to sit around and talk about who we think is going to be, you know, a top five team, a top ten team. 
a top 25 team. Uh, but but they're focused on the task at hand, and that's getting these guys better and getting everyone on the same page uh, because you do have so much talent there, and, and they do have so much potential. Uh, but he kind of said it too. You know, it's a matter of do we reach that potential? And, you know, maybe there are teams he's had before that have started off great. Uh, he sees things from him in the summer, but maybe, you know, as the months go along, things change. And that's certainly what they're looking at as they go, you know, with this group is they want to make sure they're staying consistent um, because consistency is going to be what gives them an opportunity uh, to compete at the very highest level on the national stage. Uh, if they're able to be consistent, in which we we know is not always easy with a young team, you're probably going to have your ups and downs no matter how talented you are. And we can compare that to other teams around the conference. Everyone will look at Kentucky, uh, talk about the youth they always have there. But the, the difference is here, I think, you've got a trio of sophomores in those three we mentioned earlier with Nimhard, Locke, and Johnson – um, to where these all three got big-time minutes last year and had so much experience uh, in one of the toughest conferences in the country. And so now you bring them uh, and Kerry Blackshear. I mean, it goes without saying how much experience a guy like that brings because of what he did at Virginia Tech. Um, and he's just going to step in and be one of the best players in the SEC right away. So there's so many different dynamics for this Florida team. That's why, to me, they're one of the most fascinating teams in the country. Uh, If they can reach their potential, they have a legitimate shot to get to the Final Four, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, how things unfold there in Gainesville this season. So uh, thanks again to Florida head coach Mike White for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, Go over to any podcast app you use, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever, Uh, Just search for Southeast Hoops. That way you will get uh, all these episodes uh, sent to you as soon as they go up. Obviously, you can find the written stuff at southeasthoops.com. actually have uh, several other SEC coaches uh, should be having on the podcast here uh, very soon, so uh, be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the great stuff uh, we do have on the way. And, uh, again, go back through, listen to uh, the interviews we've done uh, with coaches around the SEC. I always share them on both podcasts. So uh, I always say subscribe to both if you love college basketball. But if you're just an SEC person, uh, be sure you're subscribed to this one so you don't miss uh, any of the interviews we share on this podcast as well. So uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.